Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jenny, you do that on purpose. Of course, I'm doing it on purpose. I just like to see that little cross face of yours. Oh, the fury! Oh, younger. Oh, you, you think are by terrible. now? You think you by, are terrible? Do you know what podcast number this is, Judith? You think by now we would know what we are doing? I do know what podcast number, it is. number fifty. The big fifty. Big five zero. We've just celebrated in our little kind of quiet little way. <laughs> Just the three should of we, us. Should, yes. Should we, we tell them how we celebrated? Well, we bought Daisy a little bunch of flowers. I know. Well, you well, did. It was very, I did. Very nice yeah. Well, I missed the, the three one six, which is my <laughs> little local bus that takes me from Shepherd's Bush Station here to Avalon Towers, where we record the podcast. Yeah. And there was a little flower store. Aww. Two pounds fifty a bunch. I got two bunches. I thought, let's go mad. Did you keep one yourself, or did you give her? No, both I gave her both very bunches. Nice. Very nice. Spent a fiver on Daisy nice. today for the fifty. And what did I bring? A penny a podcast. Oh yes. Tell you podcast pork pie. I bought in a pork pie. I bet that cost more than a fiver. I think it probably did. It was a good solid pork pie, wasn't it? You could you could take a man's head off with that pork pie. (laughs) It had its own box. You know, it came in it came in a box. It was a a lot of very heavy pastry. I like the pastry bit the the best. Of course, that's what a pork pie is all about. I'm surprised that that pork pie was at such quality. I'm surprised it wasn't nestled in hay with a sort of a wooden crate around it. That kind of pork pie. It was delicious pork pie. Um, I'm still thinking about it. Taking a slab home. and um, But I'd just like to ask you a question, Judith, oh, at this well. point in the podcast, podcast yeah. number 50. How did that pork pie um, work into your diet that you're on at the moment? The 5-2 <laughs> diet that you've been doing? <laughs> that I've been how showing the, off about. How does a pork pie... Yeah, I know. Well, you see, I, I think I justified it to myself in terms of sort of editorial artistic reasons because I thought, well, we've got to celebrate the 50th uh, yeah, podcast. I bought flowers. Yeah, I know. I didn't really think about that. I thought, well, we get Because I was thinking a birthday cake. Yeah. But then I know you don't eat cake, cake and sugar. Yeah, I'm no, not you don't fast. eat that. So I thought, well, the pork pie would be jolly. And, um, but maybe it was just a rather sophisticated kind of excuse to eat some. I don't understand the food. Uh, well, every, I mean, you. Is it two days without any food at all? No, you can have 400 calories, but 400 calories does not go far. Well, it doesn't go... It's certainly more... A pork pie is more than 400 calories. It's probably about 800. No, 400 calories. so, so So it's kind of... Don't eat anything until about 12 o'clock or until you're absolutely desperate. One banana, one boiled egg, piece of fish, load of cabbage, bed. Well, do you get up at about 10 to 7 in the evening? (laughs) I mean, that's really the only way to do it. Because, you know, you've got to, you, you're not meant to eat after 8 o'clock at night, probably, as well. No, well, that's the other thing that's going on with all the people I know at the moment. Oh, and all the articles. Is that you Why can do you only hang eat... out with these people? Well, because it's, it's supposed to be very healthy. I mean, actually, you know, the starvation thing is, is now very, you know, well Who's documented. Who's saying that? Oh, lots of experts. Oh, keep up. Who? Keep well, up. I don't, I don't mix in these circles. Are you no. saying, you've written on this piece yeah, of paper that you, 
huge article from Professor in Newcastle. Yes, exactly. Uh, this is all bollocks about reversing diabetes on... No, I don't. Well, you should do. On I mean, 800 that... calories a day for two months. Yes, well, there's a guy in Newcastle <gasps> that, did literally, that has literally reversed people's diabetes. And he's done that because, you, yes, I mean, 800... I mean, that does that. That's hard. So dismal. Eight, 800... I think you have to put me to sleep. Oh, we wouldn't you see why Actually, don't we just do that? <laughs> this is the easiest way. They just put us in a coma. Put us in a yeah. little coma, yeah. two month coma. <laughs> and just intravenously feed us eight hundred calories. Yes, exactly. Maybe a little bit less actually, because well, we won't be less. moving. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, if I'm in a coma, I'll take four hundred calories a day. Yeah, it would be fine, wouldn't it? We right absolutely. on earth don't we might Wake us up that. gently with yeah. a new wardrobe of clothes. <laughs> So you go in, and it would cost about, say, you go, well, so you go like well, a hotel. You could put people in a hotel. Could you? Well, you could put, put as many as you like in a room as well, because nobody yes. would know. Great dormitory. Great dormitory. Racks of us. <laughs> dormitory of comatose <laughs> middle-aged women. <laughs> the only time we're no trouble at all. It's all right. How many have you got in there? got 50. I've got 50 women over 50. Oh, jeez, that sounds like a nightmare. It's all right. They're all in a coma. It'd be like those, those love hotels. Not love hotels. Those capsule hotels yeah. in Tokyo. Stack them in. Where they slide you in yeah. for the night. Coma yeah, hotels. Yeah, just wake up. That is such a winner. Bloody hell, that's a winner idea, isn't okay. it? I'd sign up to that. So, Two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so it would cost you, obviously. I'd say... Well, yeah. I'd, be prepared to pay 500 quid to be put in a Would coma. You? Is that your price? Yeah, because I price? don't think they're yeah. paying anything else. They're not well, gonna... You'd have to have a nanny, wouldn't you? You'd have to have somebody on duty to make sure we weren't dying. I suppose so. Someone take your pulse. But there's, there's yes. 50 of us in there, so it's quite okay. a money spinner for somebody. So someone that checks your pulse now and again, I yeah. suppose we all have to be catheted as well. But I suppose mm. if your calories and your water wouldn't intake be a lot, would wouldn't the... be a lot. No. <laughs> They could, they could put us down on some newspaper. Maybe there's a sort of cruise ship. Maybe it's a cruise. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Old cruise ships that are sort of past exactly. their best. <laughs> <laughs> the awful thing is, that's, that's quite attractive. <laughs> that's an I'm idea. just thinking, you know, my 60th, I can't, <laughs> I can't decide what I want to do <laughs> at all. With you inviting all your friends to, because, to yeah, yeah. Anybody who's a, you know, but I've got friends who won't oh, don't God. want to lose weight, so they might not enjoy yeah, coming well, out. No, well, I definitely they. Well, I think it's no. just you and me, Judith. <laughs> no, I think you're wrong. I think a lot of people I know. Well, you're yes, but you hang around with people who who will admit to going on diets. I don't know anyone who admits to going on a diet. No, but surely, day. have you not done? If you must have seen all the stuff about diabetes, and apparently, if you've got to have a waist that's half your height, and otherwise, you're going to get diabetes. Is and yeah, I mean, there is a big sort of connection now, isn't there? Between Maybe, well, I'm not quite as old as you, so I'm not worried about oh, diabetes. Oh, you're not far behind me, Jenny. Are Claire. you worried about diabetes? I'm not worried about yes, diabetes. Yes, of course I am. My mother had it and my grandmother. Oh, that right. means I'm pretty much yeah, you're 100%, high risk, very yeah, high risk. Yeah. But I oh, know, I mean, that well, okay, so my neighbor is doing the thing where you only eat once in, a, in 24 hours. Mind you, I think I think she eats. I think I think she <laughs> has a feast once every twenty four hours. The meal lasts <laughs> three hours. A truck backs Easily. up to patio doors and just tips <laughs> a, a wedding buffet. I've really got the giggles today. Sorry. Yeah. It's because you haven't eaten enough, <laughs> apart from the pork pie. Well, which... maybe it's because I've had this sudden amount of food. Yeah, that I'm not used gone to your head. I'm a three meal a day girl, and I'm not going to ever ever. 
go off that. Because I think if you are moderate in your three meals a day, then you can keep your calories I've down. I've seen the way you dig into that coleslaw, Jenny O'Claire. I didn't have any today. I was, I was quite abstemious. No, but actually, I... the truth is you are much less greedy than me. You are. You're less greedy Yeah, but than have me. three glasses of wine most nights. Well, oh. that's true. <laughs> oh, this, I really need the coma. I really, but I think I'd have to have a little bit, a drip of white wine because I, I'd be worried about going into a coma for a couple of months without any alcohol because I think my, because of how much I do drink, yeah. I think my body would go into mm. shock. So I would maybe just have, <laughs> I think, in my, for my coma. Down thing, your end of the corridor. Yeah, I maybe have to have my lips moistened <laughs> with a flannel that had been soaked in Chardonnay yeah. just to yeah. just to sort of keep the that kind of, a little bit of alcohol in my body because I don't think that I should just withdraw you know, like that. I think it's very dangerous for me. So, so that's. I'm just going to put that. <laughs> You're going to write that down as oh. if it's a practical idea. Coma, <laughs> I've called it coma flannel. <laughs> right? Can I tell you what about my? Because I'm not. I, I refuse. You know, I, I'm sort of very anti-starving uh, yourself, but I do believe in eating healthily as much as you can. Um, so I am trying to up my exercise thing. As, very you know, good. Oh yes. Very yes. good. Very good. Because. Um, I'm easily influenced and you make Lazy. me feel guilty. Uh, so last Friday, last Friday, Judith, I, well, there's reasons for this and we'll get on to that in a second. But the only uh, class I could go to at my gym was between one o'clock and two o'clock. And that was a shame because there were some earlier classes I'd prefer to have done yeah. yoga. Yeah. This was a ballet bar. Now, it's been a very long time since I have done ballet bar. I mean, I went to ballet classes when I was about five in Berlin. And I was not, I don't have a natural turnout particularly. Um, I am very good at yoga because I'm very flexible. But ballet is a whole different set of muscles. So we were doing plies at the bar. You know, when you have your legs out like a frog and yeah. you drop down yeah. so your gusset <gasps> is, your arse and your gusset are oh, bouncing off the floor, right? dangerous for a woman of your age, Jenny, oh if my you don't God. mind me saying. Oh, my God. Right. I'm, now, mm. some people are barely touching the bar. I am gripping the bar. <laughs> Pulling it off the wall. I, it was groaning at my end. It was really, it was sort of bending in the middle and groaning. And I thought, I'm going to pull it out the wall in a second because all my might and main and all my weight is on this bar. And it was the hardest thing. But I kept up and I was really proud of myself because there's a, a moment about 15 minutes in where I felt a bit weepy and I thought I might have to pretend that I'm about to be sick. <laughs> weepy because? Because it was so hard. Wow. It was really hard. Were you in the wrong class? Did you? Did you? It was. It was. I know there were some women in that had never done it before. There was a, a but they were younger. Mm. There was only another woman my age, but I've seen her in a lot of classes, and she's very fit. And um, there was a male ballet dancer in there oh in, in the tights and all that. And I, I had a horrible feeling there was some, you know, ex ballet people in there that you know were a bit trained. And I kept up, Judith. I kept up, and I felt very proud of myself. And I woke up on Saturday morning and I felt like somebody had taken that ballet bar off the wall and beaten me. <laughs> beaten my legs really? with the ballet bar. Really? I have never... I mean, normally when you have muscle pain and muscle ache, you don't. it doesn't hurt until you get out of bed and you start walking. Well, yeah, that's true. Or you go down the stairs. You know when you're doing the buckling yes. down the stairs because yes. your legs just go boom like that. Well, I was buckling on the way to my the, the lavatory. <laughs> Uh, and I just, I, I felt like, I, at one point, I felt like saying to Jeff, do you mind going down to King's and getting me some crutches? <laughs> <laughs> because 
I thought, there's no way I'm going to actually be able to physically walk about this weekend without That's crutches. That's quite bad. Yeah, it was, it, and it was three days. Three days, Blimey. because it was a total different set of muscles. It was the turnout, and it was the... I normally do bendy stuff in, in perpendicular, in parallel. Yeah. Because most of yoga and everything is is done in parallel. This, uh, I, it was a whole new world Why of pain. does it sound like you should be going to the, that sort of class, well, Jenny? Judith, it's very you put difficult. put your knee out. Well, I've got very big knees and they'll take a lot. They've, they've kind of got their own inbuilt shock absorbers. You've seen my knees. They're, yeah, they're, they're serious knees. They're they're I, know, serious, I know what you mean. They're, yeah, they're, they're a great no, big yeah. mushroom of a knee. Uh, so there's quite a lot of sort of flexibility about yeah, the knee. even so. Even so. So I, but I've got new cleaner, you see. And oh, so, yes. So far, I haven't been able to give her the keys to let herself in and out. Uh, so I can only go to the ballet class or a, an exercise class when she has arrived. And it's all very... She's very good and I'm not complaining. And the house is clean. It's clean. Oh, but she she will put things at an angle. Put things at an angle? What well, do you mean? What sort of things? angles. You like my radio. I don't like things on the slant. Oh, no. And then, you know when you have three things on your table, on your yes. kitchen table? Yes. And they should be grouped. Yes. Should always, you, 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 it's always got to be an uneven number of things that in a group. I have three things on uh, my kitchen table. It might be a fruit bowl, a candle and um, a, a vase, right? Yeah. What she'd done, she'd got... One at the end, one in the middle, <laughs> and one at the other end. Like an altar. Like, yeah, like an altar. <laughs> um, and all my cushions were all on the... She'd done them on the, the, on the slant. Oh, Jenny. Uh, oh, I know. Distressing. So, and then she'd done my Robert's radio on the slant, and everything was on the slant. She'd got, done things at an angle. I've never seen anything like it. So I, had to, I, I think it's partly to say I have been here, oh, dusted yes. and done I've, and cleaned. Yeah. That's fine, but it, yes. it, it took me an hour. Put everything back. Oh, yeah. Well, so she's maybe a lovely you, woman. So maybe you're going to have to separate them before she comes, so that she clumps. She clumps. She them won't together. clump. She doesn't know to clump. She's not a clumper. Oh, she dear. doesn't know that. And I, I sort of, I did say, here, look, clumping. <laughs> did she? Yeah. She, but there, it's not a word that anybody learns. So she is what nationality is she? She is Polish, and she's. I think she's a little bit older than me, which riddles me with, me with guilt. Riddles me with guilt. I can't watch it. Can't Why? watch it. What do you mean? Well, she's older than me. Why is she lifting my hoover? Oh, it's I a see. terrible yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I want one ten years younger that I don't feel guilty about. <laughs> and she's only little, and she's a hugger, Judith. A hugger? Oh, God in heaven. She doesn't speak any English. I mean, none whatsoever. But we're good, we're good friends. It's fine. That's all cool. I don't mind about that. But she doesn't know that I'm not a hugger. And I haven't got the language... <laughs> To tell her well, when she surely. goes at the end of the session to hug me, oh, she hu- it's a lovely does thing. She? Yeah, she but wraps oh. her arms around me and she hugs and there's a bit, and I'm, I had to give in to it. But in my head, I'm screaming, "You don't understand!" <laughs> Even my best friends have weren't allowed to hug me for seven years. Do you? No, you're touching me, and I've never. I don't. We, we don't even. Die. I don't know. But anyway, um, and that's why I have to, had to go to the ballet bar. But I'm hoping to be able to uh, show her how to use the keys and the alarm system. Yeah. But uh, I think it's going to be quite hard work. Well, um, yeah, I've, I've actually started cleaning for Sienna. This Pardon? is mad, isn't it? Yes, I know. I know. I know. Now, hold on. Just uh, hold on a goddamn minute. <laughs> here. Now, I'm just, I'm just going to have to, uh, I'm just going to have to um, process this. You, Judith Holder, 
Yes. 63. Are you 63? 64. 64. You don't look it. Oh, 65. Who'd have thought? A 64-year-old woman. You Mm. are cleaning for your 30... Is she 31? She's 31, yes. 31-year-old daughter. And she's very busy. She's not much... She's a lot busier than me. And as you know, she's moved to... She's got a house now. Yeah, yeah. So she's living for the first time. She's not cleaning. You're just snooping. Well, she hasn't asked me to clean. I've Oh, God in heaven. You're letting yourself in with a duster. (laughs) Is that honestly Judith... That's just an alibi. No, it isn't. Come on, you do think ill of me. I've been very good, actually. I think I've only done it about four times, so so because I wanted to help her. Are you bit. rearranging things? I'm trying really hard not to arrange things. What would you like things. to rearrange? Are there any paintings where you think, oh, that would look better in the other room? <laughs> I haven't done that yet, but no, I think there's quite a lot of neatening of shoes. Okay, of shoes. that's you. all right, isn't it? That's I okay. Think that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, all right. I've got to, I, th- I threw some dried flowers away the other day that I thought would finish, but oh, actually, God. yeah, I know, I know, I know. It is a fine line, isn't it? It is a fine line. Now, moving on. Um, well, you've been out of London. I know, because oh. I spoke to you the other day and you have. You've been travelling. Well, I've, I've got two... Shall I, right, now then. I've got two travel stories for you, Judith. And mm. one involved... This is a tricky one. I am irrational sometimes. <laughs> you know, Daisy just went... <laughs> <laughs> she kind of did a snort. Sneaked. And she did a sort of snort, did Yeah. So I went, I went to... As you know, last week I went up to see my mum. What I didn't tell you about that trip, for starters, right... When I go up uh, north to see my mum, I have to go to Preston and change trains yeah. to get to where she lives in Lytham. OK. So I was recording a new series of Little Lifetimes for Radio 4 and I thought, well, I'll go after that, which meant travelling peak time to Preston. So right. I just thought, I thought, well, it can't be that much. It's Preston, you know, pretty Preston. <laughs> so I found myself... a. a a peak return trip to Preston, mm. second class, right? Three hundred and sixty-nine pounds. No, I, Jenny. I shit you, you not. sure you got I that shit right? You not. Did you check it? I checked it. I checked it. I put my glasses on. I put my glasses back on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yes. I checked it, Judith. Did you did you stop and refresh? I, I did and the, all, did all, all the things. I called Jeff in. <laughs> I said, I can't See? believe my eyes. Let's see if you can believe your eyes. He went, fuck me, 369 quid to go to Preston. Oh, my God, that is scandalous. Because you can fly to Portugal for less. Well, further than that, Further than that. And anyway, I was... So I said to my producer, I'm going to have to leave at lunchtime so I'm not uh, travelling at peak time. And anyway, what can I do? I'm not performing these pieces. She gets better actresses than me. Um, in well, fact, we've got, them, guest so coming, we've got a guest coming yes. on later, Frances Barber. She yeah, did one a couple of years ago. She's great. Oh, I've, anyway, I've had, I've had some great people. So I went in for the morning session yeah. uh, and I had my suitcase with me. And this is what absolutely drives me insane. And I know sometimes we're a bit London-centric and there'll be people listening from all around the country who can't stand London. I love London dearly. But sometimes you think, oh, come on, London, stop being such a bitch. Oxford train st- uh, tube station, there is no access to the street by escalator. Oxford Circus. Uh, Os- Oxford Circus. So I've got this suitcase. It's not massive, but for some reason, <sighs> it's pretty heavy. Yeah. And I was really struggling. And I cannot tell you how many young men bounded past. And of course, tutting doesn't work anymore because they're all wearing Very those AirPods. So yes. they've all got music in their ears. Yep. And all th- so you have to start shouting, don't you? 
So I'm go- I'm going upstairs like a madwoman, shouting at the men, going, shouting "Oh, what? for God's sake! Yeah, that's right. You just bound <laughs> past by, don't you? Oh yes, isn't that great? Well done, you. Also fit and healthy. Oh, look at you. One, two, three, up the steps. Anyway, one takes his air. He goes, "You talking to me?" I said, "Not to you. Not to you. Just to you. I'm talking to all of you." I said, "All I'm going to say is that it is all quite okay if you see a woman about your mum's age struggling." with a heavy suitcase or maybe a woman with a buggy. It is okay to offer help. It is okay. Okay, have you got that? And he put his AirPods back in and went, well, I'm going, on. Did he really? Yeah. I'm amazed. You see, what I see, I mean, I know exactly what you're saying and it happens all the time in London. Absolutely. And it happens particularly when you've got a connection to a main railway station. King's Cross. Have you noticed King's Cross? I swear they send you round in a circle so that you can have a look at the ads. You, you know that you know, since yeah, they've built that's that That's right, bit, Judith. <laughs> because he, he goes on forever. And you think, I've got a bloody train to catch. Go all the way round. You think, I think we go round in a circle here. Goes on forever. And then there's steps. And then there's more steps. It is infuriating. And that's just been redone as well. King's Cross yes! has got absolutely I know. no excuse to... I know. Because all that is all linked up to St Pancras as well. And it should be made... And people have got cases and, and chairs. Yes, of course, they're international departure maddening. places. But I always stop and... I, do, I don't do, funnily enough, I don't do the great big rant on the steps. I actually say, excuse me, would you mind me uh, uh, Well, they all have their ear pods in while no, well, listening. I'd and I was them did... on the shoulder, I think. Uh, oh, OK. Yeah. Well, but, but it is maddening. I might start carrying a stick or something with Good idea. a poking stick. <laughs> yeah, God, we've had some brilliant ideas. So Coma Hotel and poking stick. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. Um, I just want to... Two travel stories, you said. Oh, yeah, the other one, right. This was ugly again. I was ugly on the street again. Um, and it was funny, though, because... So I've come back from the, the couple of days with my mum, and it's lovely, but I'm knackered. Yeah. I've done so much for her. I've been such a good daughter. Well, you have. I was and, very impressed. And I've got off at Euston, and I'm waiting for the number 68 bus that'll take oh, me to yeah. Camberwell, and then I do another change, and it takes me up that hill and all that. So the 68 bus, it sits in a bay, right? You, so you wait at the, tra- at the bus stop and it waits in a bay there outside Euston. And um, I could see that it was coming in four minutes. So I then, as the bus starts to approach, I put my head down to get my uh, bus pass out. Oh, yeah. Not my bus pass, you know, my Oyster pass yeah. out. Uh, I haven't got a bus pass yet. And it long. just went past. It went past. It went past the stop without stopping and opening the doors. And there was another girl there... And she went, what What happened? It didn't stop. It didn't stop. And I said, no, it didn't stop. And then 
about 10 yards further up from the stop, it had stopped some traffic lights. So I thought, well, we'll just go and say, hi, can he let us on? Yeah. So I said, I knocked on the door uh, because yeah. it, the lights had only just gone red. He had plenty of time. And I went, we're here. We, he didn't see us, uh, you know, let us on. Yeah. And he just turned his face away. Well, at this point, I thought, fuck you. So I stood in front of the bus. You stood in front yeah, of the bus? I had my on Euston own, Road? Yes, Tiananmen Square moment, Judy. <laughs> I, put, I had put my bag down on the street you and didn't. I put both hands up. And Bloody I went, oi, mate, stop right now. Bloody like that. hell. I said, you saw us at the bus. We were waiting at the bus stop. There is absolutely no reason for you to just pass by like that. The least you could have done was to stop and open your doors. Open your doors now. And then a homeless woman joined in. <laughs> Goes, did you hear her, mate? <laughs> Open the fucking doors. She just wants to get on the fucking bus. I was thinking, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. This, this is marvellous. So you a bit of street theatre. Yeah, yeah, With yeah. people stopping. No, looking. but the other girl that was waiting for the bus. Yeah, what was, was she going, doing? I, I'd like to get on the bus oh. as well, but she, was, she wasn't going to oh, prepare to take I'm the sorry. stance. If you want to get on the bus, you've got to take part in the protest. Yeah, I know. And what happened? Did he open the doors? No, he started to drive in <gasps> sort of at me. He didn't. I just thought I cannot because now that there's, I, I've got to let this go. Of now. course. Oh, but that's awful. But I, wait a minute. Are you supposed to indicate that you want the bus to stop? Well, I thought sometimes it's, that's a request well, stop well, to me, where you have to put your hand out. Yeah. But at Euston, it is. It ain't a request well, stop. It yeah. is a stopping stop. And I really wish now that I'd taken the registration number and I'd gone oh, yes. further with yes, it. Yes, you could have written in. But that is that is really bloody annoying, yeah. actually. Yeah. Do you so, think you've got anger issues? Very much so. But we've got a, a guest now. We don't have guests every week nowadays, do we? We've we run out because... of favours, really. Well, no, it's not just that. I think we, um, yeah, we like gassing on most of the time, Yeah, yeah, we? but there are exceptions. And, so, and this woman is an, ex- she is an exception to the rule of rules. Uh, this woman has no rules. I love our guest. Our guest today is Frances Barber. Do you know Frances Barber? I do, I She's do. She's fabulous. Just, she's been in loads and loads of stuff. What's she been in? Oh, she's been in everything. She's even been in the stuff I've written. She's, she, oh, she's been in a little lifetime. She's done a little lifetime. Very she's good. done. I wrote a, a radio series many years ago with Julie Ballou called "On Baby Street," and she was in that. And she was so good. I remember saying to her once, "Can you do some crying at this point? Yeah. And then do you mind turning into a seagull?" And she said, "Oh, give Strange me a second. Yeah. She, and then she turned back and she did this massive sobbing. And then suddenly she went. Really? But best than that, that a proper Gosh. seagull. Yeah. Well, she's done, I mean, she's done serious acting. Yeah, she's she? good. She's very good. Fabulous. My stomach made a funny noise then. <laughs> as long as it was only your stomach. Francis Barber has joined us in our tiny little popcorn stinking studio. And uh, we can only apologise. Can you, can you smell it? It's a I bit... can't smell the popcorn, no. What did you think it was? Did you think it was a fart? <laughs> <laughs> I can't smell anything. I've got a cold. <laughs> well, it's, you look very well indeed. And when does your new show... Well, it's not a new show because you've done it before. When does the show open in London? Um, well, it's called Music. I did it at the Edinburgh Festival. It's not just called Music, though, normally, is it? It's Music with a K. Music with a K, yeah. because she's German. Ah. And uh, ah. it opens at Leicester Square Theatre. lovely theatre. I know, I love it. We yeah. did five days there after Edinburgh last yeah. year. 
So we start previewing on the 5th and then open on the 11th, just for a month. See how it goes. Yeah. Do you want to go West End? Because Les Square Theatre is a sort of West End theatre, but it's a small off West End, isn't it? Yes. And it, I don't think it could go West End. It's only an hour. Okay. I it's love it based, already. I know, it's only an hour, no interval. <laughs> oh. And it's based on, about 18 years ago, I did the musical for the Pet Shop Boys, written by Jonathan Harvey, called yeah. Closer to Heaven. And they developed this character for me called Billy Triggs who's an old rock star. She's a bit like Marianne Faithfull or Nico or it's you, Anita Pallenberg. in leather trousers. <laughs> leather trousers and studs, trying to look young. Yeah. And um, for 18 years, they kept saying they wanted to write a, 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 a solo song, a yeah. solo show for Billy Tricks because they loved her character. So about a year ago, we all went for dinner and I said, if we don't do it now, I'm going to be too old. Yeah. I, can't, I won't be able to do this. So we did it, and the Pet Shop Boys have written six new songs wow. that nobody's ever heard. And wow, I, they, we recorded them, and I was on Spotify. And for one hour <laughs> in Spain, I was before Ed Sheeran. Wow, I'm <laughs> I've got so impressed. many photographs of that, but it was only an hour. Yeah, but does that translate into any money at all? No. Oh, God. No, no, I don't no. know how people make money in the music industry. I think Ed Sheeran has sort of got it all. I think it? so. Her, him and Taylor Swift. Okay. I just don't know how that side now, of the business works. So how good is your singing? Or is she a chanteuse? Is she a sort of talk singer? Is it a... Well, I do try and sing. <laughs> I'm not the accusing best of you my of ability. not being able to. I'm not a singer. I'm not known for singing. But these are such catchy tunes. And they because it's through the decades of her life... Yeah. There's a, the first song is a bit like um, Lottie Lenya and she's yeah. coming from Germany, so I can act that a bit. Yeah. And then there's a disco song and there's a song about Vietnam and there's, she pretends, she's like Zelig, she pretends that she was at the forefront of every single thing that happened in history. So <laughs> she invented Andy Warhol's soup. So I have a song about soup. Yeah, of course. Of course and a torch song. and a, It's just great. It's funny and it's it's... Non-PC, it's not woke, <laughs> it's the opposite of woke, Are you whatever going to get that into is. a lot of trouble? Well, Jonathan Harvey wrote it, not me. I'm just acting it, so just if, anybody, <laughs> if anyone gets in trouble, it'll be And is it just you on stage? Is it just, is it a one-woman show? It is indeed, yes, and it's... Uh, Welcome when, to my world. Well, Jenny, I need tips from you, because I'd never done anything like it, and I swore I never would. Because if you are in a place, somebody and you get lost, yeah. not that I ever have, you somebody will help you out. But the first night in Edinburgh, because we had no time to do the tech, yeah. I actually did try and I was I I thought I was my whole body was just going to what did fall you do? into a puddle. Did you shit yourself? I, re I really, I, I didn't quite shit, but I certainly had we were trickling down my leg. So I shouted to the stage manager, line. So he shouted back where I was. So I carried on. But because I was so distressed that I'd actually done that, I tried again. <laughs> but because she's an old druggie, she has yeah. pretend lines of coke on stage and all, and Jack Daniels and everything. Yeah. So I shouted line again. Meaning? And, meaning. Snort And line. I went, I meant to give me a line of coke, you fool. Just oh. this insane yeah. accent that I've developed. <laughs> uh, half American, half German. So, But it was terrifying. I was, and I was mortified. And the following day, I was shaking from head to foot, thinking, "Don't ever let this happen." It to must me again. be. You must be. It must be easy to become phobic about that. I think. Well, luckily, I 
it didn't happen again. So I'm touching all the wood in the popcorn studio to please God. When you're an actress, though, when that sort of thing happens, I was once told by a really good old actress, cancel and continue. But it's so hard to do, isn't it? It's so hard to get over. It had never happened to me before. And then another thing happened. You know Edinburgh so much better than I do. But we're in the Spiegel tent. And all of a sudden, at one point, where it's quite a poignant moment, all these fireworks went off. (laughs) It's not soundproof that t- it's a tent it's a do you tent know what I mean it's a tent and it rained the whole time so it was damp of course it did. but all these fireworks went off and I thought what the hell I've got to say something because it just looks absurd and of course they do those fireworks at the same time every night every so night. you're also uh, standing there thinking this yeah. is going to happen every night but for the run the first night it happened and I had no idea that this was going to happen but Ian <laughs> McKellen my big mate was in and I just went because uh, by now I've taken all the coke, junk, drunk a bottle of Jack Daniels, snorted everything, had a joint. So I went, can everybody hear this? <laughs> What's up, my dealer? What's the put into this? So Ian, of course, went, when you come to London, you've got to keep that in. I said, but you're not going to see fireworks you're in not the Leicester Square no. Theatre. He went, no, no, it doesn't matter. It was the best line in the show. <laughs> a very, very good Ian McKellen impression, I, by the way. I said, do not tell Jonathan Harvey that was the best line yeah. in the yeah. show here. Is she a cow? Is she an absolute nightmare? She's just deluded. I mean, is she, do you base her on anybody? Would you say she's closest to Madonna, or are there elements of Madonna? Because well, I the, think Madonna's a bit deluded. Well, the f- I wear an eye patch when I first come on, oh, I like and that. then I say, I think it's a tarantula, so I take it off, and then I say, <laughs> I was wearing that way before Madonna. The yeah. bitch stole my look. <laughs> yeah. She's obsessed with me with my musicality because I eat music, I breathe music, I am a musician. Oh, I love this character. Yeah. Lou Reed once said to me, Billy, even your clitoris is shaped like a treble clef. <laughs> nice. I was with Shania Twain at the time. She gave me a look as if to say, what do you think to that, Billy? I said, that don't impress me much. <laughs> and that is wow. like all the way through. You're having the biggest fun. I love it. I mean, she brings in Eminem. Donald Trump. We're we're trying at the moment to bring in Meghan. Genuinely, I I mean on the very quickly on the Harry and Meghan thing, as we haven't discussed it on the podcast, and we better do it now before it becomes stale old news. Um, I just thought because you know I'm a terrible fence sitter. Uh, on most things. I mean, I'll get actively involved in a lot of things, but a lot of the time I do sit very much in the middle because I'm quite wet. But with Harry and Meghan, I don't blame them at all, but I just wish they'd waited a bit longer. I think they could have done a couple more years. I think they should have waited until the Queen died. I think I agree with that. And I, I think the biggest PR mistake they made was they were away for six weeks. The Duke of Edinburgh is 98. He probably, well, he I don't know if he will have another Christmas, but, you know. And then they come back, drop the bombshell, and then she just goes back to Canada immediately, having not brought the baby over, and then takes the the dogs. So she never intended to come back, ever. Yeah, I think I I always felt that it might end in tears, I've got to be honest. Judith said, like a sort of... uh, uh, Cassandra. Uh, we did it because we've been doing this podcast. This is podcast number 50. It's extraordinary. Yeah. Um, nobody's managed to stop us yet. Because, <laughs> they might. Because they might, it, actually. We, we can't come in this room and we just do it, you know. Um, 
She said when Harry and Meghan got together, and I was very sort of love-struck by them. I just mm. think they're great. I love a bit of Harry, yeah. and I thought, oh, she's, you know, probably a force for good, but you said yeah, you didn't I, trust I, her. No, I think there's something rather disingenuous about the way that she's always looked at him sort of like this kind of keen puppy and somebody who is so, you know, she's a self-made woman. She's a, she's a you know, very successful woman in her own... I don't know, I just didn't get that that sort of rather simpery sort of look that she I, I didn't buy it I'm sorry that's because you it. and I and I are women that have never looked at a man like Can't that that's yeah. true I've, I've never, never looked, looked at a man like that <laughs> never looked at anyone <laughs> <laughs> Might have looked at a puppy like that. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. very Lucky. true, very true. You wonder whether him, Archie's going to turn around in the future and just go, you took my prince title. Would yeah. he have been a prince? Well, you took everything off you. Yeah, I could have been living in a castle. Well, tonight, I could be living in London. Tonight. I, I don't, don't want to live in a log cabin. What I don't know done? when this goes out, but the, there's a huge new... Um, Docu- documentary about the whole of the royal family going back to the abdication. Oh, going really? Back to it. Well, it's, it has shades of that, doesn't it? And I'm I do the narration. <gasps> oh, Francis! <laughs> Are we starstruck or what? <laughs> so I had to go back last week and do four more hours inserting Did all you? this stuff. And when you see pictures, they've got footage that no one's ever seen before of <gasps> Diana crying. And and all kinds of and secrets that have been locked in archives in queue for years and years. How come they've re- they've released these now? Is I it just think there was an thing? embargo of like fifty years, yeah, yeah. and now it's wow. Been Which channel is Everyone's this on? Everyone's meant to be ITV dead. Nine o'clock. ITV nine o'clock. I'm already Big. warming up the set. Big. I got quite upset watching it. Really? Because well, on on Harry's behalf, you mean? On, I think on both of their behalf, and I actually felt really upset for the Queen. I really did. Yeah. She's 93. She's just had Andrew and all that palaver. Yeah, yeah. And you go, D- how much stress is this woman Absolutely. up to? Absolutely. And her biggest duty is to keep the monarchy going. That is it. Mm. And I don't know. Will it survive? I don't know. I think it, w- I think it will. I mean, I'm, I think because I come from an, a military background, so it's always been very, you know, army people do. Yeah. It's, it's royalty yeah. is. Because weirdly, Judith is less pro-royalty than I am. And yet, listen to me. I can't wait to see that series. <laughs> I, am, I am that ridiculously, you know, contradiction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all love the crown. Oh, my God, do we love the crown? When you binge watch it, as I do, and you see all the huge scandals that she had to overcome, and yet there she was. She's weathered some storms, hasn't she? Unbelievable storms. Mm. So many things we'd forgotten about, like the Aberfan disaster, Lord Mountbatten being blown up by the IRA, Harold Wilson, who, you know, in those days, they thought he was going to bring down the monarchy. I mean, all those things, you kind of watch it and go, she'll cope with this. In her sensible lace-up shoes, yep. she's kind of just stood the, stood through That's it, right. solid. But she's 93 now. And, and you kind of go, oh, not more, not more for I, I genuinely feel I was telling Judith last week back, because my mum's 90, going up to see my... I mean, my mum, I mean, she's she's great fun and all that kind of thing, but, you know, once she's done Egghead, she's done for, really. I mean, she's yeah. knackered after that. <laughs> yeah. Tell us more about sort of other productions you're going to be doing or tellies or any other bits and bobs. Well, I'm very excited because after music, I'm going to be doing a new play by Stephen Moffat, directed oh, by yeah. Mark Gatiss. And Stephen, as you know, they did Sherlock and Doctor Who, etc. He's never written a play before. And it's um, Reese 
Shia Smith. I like him. I like all those boys. Amanda Abington. Ah. And it's based on a true story that something that happened either to Stephen or, or to a friend of his about meeting an American on a cruise ship. And you kind of wonder... You know, uh, where, where's this going? And then, like all Americans do, you know, English people, we always say, oh, do come and visit. Yeah. But we don't mean Not it. thinking yes. they actually are going to. But she turns oh, up. Oh, God. And so when they Google her, they discover she's a serial killer. <laughs> she is really a serial killer. Are you the serial killer? <laughs> I'm the serial killer. Of course you are. <laughs> You're born to be a serial but killer. We'll start that in Chichester and then hopefully it'll What's happen. that called? Um, the Unfriend. The At the moment, friend. it might change, you know. Um, but it, I'm very, very excited because I love Mark and I. I was in Doctor Who when Stephen ran it, you know, and it, I, I'm very, very excited and I love Amanda. We played, in fact, talking of the royal family, we did The Queen and I last year with David Walliams, who played a sort of version of Jeremy Corbyn. And I played Princess Margaret and she played Princess Anne. Well, I mean, we, we've been, it's been a delightful, delightful to see you and to listen to you. And we're going to come to, well, I'm definitely, we're going to see Billy Tricks. Yes, oh, I love music. Music. Music with a K. And it's an hour long. What time does it start? I think it starts at half past seven. There are oh, different times. I come know I'll on. Be, I'll be up the ivy at half past eight. Or you'll be having the fish Nine, at nine o'clock tops, I'll be up the ivy. Perfect. You know, audiences love that. I agree. They don't want I do. value for money particularly. They want to be out by nine. They do. I quite agree. If I see something and there's no interval, I am already on the side of the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, it depends how long it is. Not if it's more than an hour and a half or two well, hours. Well, that's true. Yeah. But I've been to see things where you go... There's two intervals. Oh, my God. That is so bad when you walk in and it's like... And I do get, I yeah. get breathless with misery. Yeah. <laughs> They've yes. even opened their mouths because yes. I know this is going to be pee again. Oh. And it's I'm... going to be five hours long and everyone's got milky eyes and it's depressing. <laughs> and I'm watch. always thinking about, but I'm a bit he- peckish now how I'm going to feel in three hours' time. <laughs> I start going through what I've got in the fridge. I, I think I literally do walk myself through what I've got in the fridge when I get to that stage. It is. It's distressing, isn't it? It's actually distressing. It's a particular form of claustrophobia. It is. stuck. But this is absolutely one hour, no more. Oh, it sounds marvellous. And it's six songs and We'll be cheering you funny. on. And it's yeah. funny. Well, we are huge fans uh, and we're going to stop recording now. OK, <laughs> cut, Daisy, cut. <laughs> If you enjoy Older and Wider and would like to support the podcast, please like, subscribe and share. Tell your friends about it. We need some more subscribers and reviews. You find us on iTunes. Mind you, if you're not listening to this, you know... It's kind of fighting a losing battle. No, it's not. Come on. You can email the show at olderwiderpod at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter, should you fancy that, at Jenny Eclair. And me on Grey at Grey Pride UK. I never know what my Twitter handle is. Is that what it's called, a Twitter handle? Whenever you see you say Grey Pride, I always imagine you as a big proud squirrel. (laughs) Big proud grey squirrel sitting there proudly. Yes, busying away. Yeah, with a nut, great nut. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have to take that. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.